there, I'm Jen Therian, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm a former nine to fiver that dove into entrepreneurship eight years ago with zero business experience. I'm a wife, mama of two young girls, boutique owner, jewelry designer, and now the proud owner and coach leading Goldie Links Permanent Jewelry. I have a passion to empower fellow business babes. This podcast is made to equip you with everything you need to succeed, from actionable marketing steps to digging deep on your mindset. I know firsthand the heart, hard work, and let's be real, at times a struggle that makes up this amazing journey. You want to know what has enabled me to shine the brightest? Coaching plus community. Here at Goldie Links, we share openly, educate, and lift each other up. Expect to get linked with fellow PJ owners that will do just that, sprinkled with plenty of fun along the way. Competition is an old school thought and connection is the way. Get ready to feel inspired. Welcome to the Goldie Links podcast. Hey, it's me. I'm going to jump in here real quick. Did you know you can have your own Goldie Links business? If you've been dreaming about having a successful permanent jewelry business, but you don't know where to start, or you have a permanent jewelry side hustle and want to take it to the next level and be a part of something bigger, then I would love to connect. Just go to BAGoldieGirl.com, submit your info, and we can see if this is a good fit for you. So it's BAGoldieGirl.com, B-E-A-GoldieGirl.com. Now back to the show. I'm sitting down with Amelia from Timber and Tide Designs today. She is so talented. I can't wait for you to listen to her journey. She actually has a graphic design background, started a permanent jewelry business, and realized there was a need for signage and displays for permanent jewelry. And oh my gosh, has she totally fulfilled that need. Of course, I found her by purchasing my own sign for Goldie Links. And I was so interested to hear of her journey. And she is just a true artist, you can tell. She's going to be a sponsor vendor at PJX this year. Can't wait for you to meet her in person if you're there. And actually, you'll see in our discussion that we were talking about, I had a specific idea for a charm and connector display which she has totally made happen. So if you're interested in seeing it, you can head to her Instagram or my Instagram, and I definitely will be posting it because I am obsessed. So it was really cool. This was such a great conversation. We continued talking after even our interview. She is so easy to talk to and such a cool person. So I hope you enjoy it. Okay. I'm here with Amelia from... So tell me about your business name. Actually, I want to start there first. How did you come up with the name of your business? It's kind of like a long story, but to make it short and sweet, uh, obviously I live in Maine. So uh, Maine is known as the pine tree state. And obviously we have thousands of miles of coastline. So I wanted to kind of represent the state a little bit and what I was doing. And I wanted something that wasn't really technically tied to the state. So I didn't want like Maine in the name because obviously I knew I wanted to have kind of like a national, you know, customer base. Right, right. So, you know, if something, whether I moved or whatever else, you know, I I wanted it to be unique, but also kind of tie to my kind of... Um, like your roots, right? Yeah, my roots, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I went with timber for the trees and tag yeah. for the ocean. <laughs> I love it. It's like, it's really catchy too, because when I first found you on Etsy, I remembered the name for some reason. Like it wasn't, yeah. it was easy to remember. That's nice so, to hear. Because I'm always <laughs> like, I'm always questioning myself. And I mean, I have a history in branding, graphic design and stuff like that. And anytime I like start my own little small business or side hustle or whatever, I always spend like 
hours on end coming up with a name. And it's just like, always like sitting in my brain, I have like this list of like, oh, or this, or how do I combine these words? I don't know. It just like is a forever long process, (laughs) way longer than it should be. And so like, I mean, even now, I mean, recently I've been like, should I change the name? Like, does it really fit what I'm doing? And it ended up being a weird kind of also mix of what I'm doing. So, you know, with signs, I actually started out doing a lot of stuff with wood. So that kind of tied into the timber play on words thing. Yes. And that's why it's so interesting to talk to you because of course we see whether you're signs on Etsy or whatever. And it's like, it's so cool to like find out the story behind the name. You know what I mean? Because of course, when you see that, you're like, there's a story behind that. First, I should ask this before asking that question, but just tell us about you. Like, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> Where, what's your history? How'd you get into what you're doing? Just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, I guess. I was born and raised in Maine. I uh, yeah. moved actually to Arizona to go to college. It was a graphic technology school. So it wasn't like your standard four-year bachelor de- degree or anything. Um, I went to the Art Institute of Phoenix. Um, so it was a all-year-long three-year college instead. I actually went for web and graphic design. So I graduated in 2009 and it makes me feel old. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) When I say like, oh my God, I graduated college so long ago. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, I moved back to Maine, went and worked for an agency in Portland and did some digital marketing there. So I did that for like two and a half years. Again, still doing web and stuff on the side. And I mean, that was kind of always my passion. And I didn't know how to really break back into it on my own. Like I was always scared to take that next step. So I was, you know, trying to figure out what did I want to do? Like I was kind of getting sick of doing the websites and just, you know, the social media management, it just wasn't for me. Like it just wasn't, I didn't really have that passion anymore. And again, with the world in turmoil, I just like, (laughs) what am I going to do with my time? You know, so things were kind of slow. I, you know, I kept looking at these 3D lasers. Um, I don't know if you've really seen them or heard of them. There's the machine called a Glowforge, which is, it's similar. I mean, a lot of people think 3D printing is not 3D printing, but it's a similar like machine where, you know, it's kind of like a tabletop machine. You put in acrylic wood, different, you know, materials, and then you engrave or cut on it. I didn't end up buying one until... I think it was the end of 2020 or the beginning of 21. And I still was like trying to figure stuff out. Um, you know, I really didn't get into it. I'm trying to think what was the, we're in 2024. So I'm like trying to figure out all everything I've been doing. I know, <laughs> especially once you have a child, it's just like, a, it's just like mom brain, you know, like yeah. everything, like, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's really what I was doing. I was being a mom. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's like a big part of it, right? (laughs) I I had my son at the end of 2020 in November. So yes, doing the first time mom thing. And, you know, really just kind of, I had to take a break from work. So that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing is I took a break and I was like, okay, I just, 
couldn't handle yeah, as much as I have worked multiple jobs at once, I couldn't really handle the first time mom thing, taking care of a newborn and working on top of it. Like I was like, wow, like I hear this you is way too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, you know, just kind of did the stay at home mom thing for a while. Mm -hmm. And then finally mid, mid to late 2022, I finally picked up my Glowforge and started like, what am I going to make? Like, I want to like be creative again. Like that, yeah. is, that has kind of been my whole premise for so long is just being creative is yeah. what I make. And, you know, I'm on Pinterest all the time again with the, you know, Let the newborns napping. So I'm, I've been seeing all these ideas and I'm like, okay, it's time. I just need to do it. Again, having that design background, uh, I obviously know programs like Adobe. So I kind of already have my foot in the door that way of like not having to teach myself the whole program. Right. So again, I kind of had that, like, I could just kind of jump in and really yes. use, use it. Yeah. Uh, I just had to figure out the materials and stuff, the settings and stuff like that. But so I started off making some, you know, home decor, engraved cutting boards, Christmas ornaments, just some kind of random stuff here and there. Again, having that niche of knowing real estate agents, I thought, oh, I can make closing gifts. So when, yes. you, when you're home, a realtor usually has this little gift basket or personalized gift that they give to their customers, whether buyer, or seller, or whatever. And right. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hone in on that. And I went so far down the rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I really was all over the place. I didn't. I really didn't know what I wanted to do, what I was going to do, what I was going to sell, how I was going to make money. I, I really had jumped in this like both feet in the water, like I'm just going for it. So yeah. I, mean, I wasn't doing anything else. I had no other real income coming in. Yeah. I, I pretty much took a break from everything. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? This is great. I was making a little, I started my Etsy shop. I was getting a couple of sales here and there, you know, I was selling some stuff to local friends, family. I had a couple of real estate agents who bought some stuff, but it wasn't really taking off like I thought it would. And this is like spring of 23, last year. This is not even oh, a wow. year. Yeah, this is not, not even a year ago. That's crazy. Okay. I was like, what am I going to do? So this is kind of where it gets interesting. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so I've always loved jewelry. I mean, throughout mm -hmm. the years, I picked up little things here and there, like beading, you know, expandable, stretchable bracelet type of thing. Yeah. You know, just as hobbies, not as anything like I thought I would make money doing. And all of a sudden, permanent jewelry started showing up. Like yes. a couple of friends doing it. It was showing up in my Instagram feed, just like randomly. You know, obviously, I'm a girl and I love jewelry and pretty things. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, what is this? And I kind of feel like from that moment, it just everything was like, <laughs> you know, it just kind of blew up like unexpectedly. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really want to do this. I like, I love it. I love the idea of it. Nothing, no one's really doing it in my state. 
I mean, even now, there's pro- I probably can count on one, maybe two hands, the amount of people doing it in Maine. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they actually say pretty much every every trend takes like 10 years to get here. <laughs> I think we still got a couple of years before it really blows up. <laughs> um, but so I was like, oh, I could I could really do this. I could start something. Yeah. Like I said, it kind of was just a roller coaster. I, you know, was still doing making things with my Glowforge, but, you know, I decided to buy the machine. The welder. I ended up buying the non-branded one. Don't don't kill me. Don't come after me. You have to start somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, I wasn't making much income. I didn't have a lot. I hear you. <laughs> First one, mom, like whatever. <laughs> anyway, I just bought a house in 2022. So again, yes. <laughs> so you know, I got the machine. I bought some supplies. And so again, I'm back to my normal doing two cup, like a couple of different things in the basket, you know, okay, I'm going to make multiple streams of income here. I can still do some stuff over here through my Etsy and permanent jewelry. I'll go to, you know, have a few pop-ups, go to craft shows. I was not prepared. (laughs) Needless to say, I went to a craft show doing the permanent jewelry and again, since it's like a new thing, I ran an ad. I was like, oh, yeah, come and see me, blah, blah. You know, I didn't expect what I got. So I actually had a huge, like, I probably out of, this was one, this is one of the biggest craft shows in the city. It's at a local college. So like a lot of people go there. And again, I've never really done a craft show like this. Yeah. You know, I've gone to a couple of things here and there, local shows doing other stuff I did in the past and it never was a big sure. I might even get one or two sales right um out of the probably 100 I don't know 7500 vendors there I think I probably had the most in sales like my table was just flooded like I had people waiting in line I like uh, and again this was my first time doing so it. first time ever like you didn't do like a party or your friends no. or anything Oh no. my gosh, I love it. You just <laughs> dove in. I literally dove in. I mean, I'm sweating this whole, like, I mean, this was like a whole day fair from eight until like four, wow. I think. And I was busy from start to end, like one person after another. This is like the success stories that people that are getting in a perinjulary want to hear. Like, this is what sure. they're yeah. like, oh my God, this is insane. This is awesome. I love it. I kind of made a mistake of not having char like the birthstone charms completely ready. Like again, rabbit hole, right? I thought, oh, I'm gonna do things different and I'm gonna make the charms myself. So okay. Uh, like like you already had a maid though, right? No like, or no. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like on the spot. Okay. On the spot. Pick your, you know, whether you want to do a charm or a connector. Sterling silver, gold filled, and then I had all the real gemstones, like ready to pop them in. I'm gonna build the whole thing around the spot again. Horrible idea. Don't recommend it. Never do it. (laughs) (laughs) For people like that are, are, you can already buy the charms from. Just have a stock ready to go. (laughs) That took the most time, and again was so frustrating. And I was already like going insane, like. 
like so stressed out because again, this is my first event, but then like the gemstones aren't popping in correctly. Like they're not ho- holding in, like they're falling out. And I'm just like, totally like, again, I probably could have actually made twice the amount of sales that I did that day if sure. I hadn't taken so long doing that. So yeah. lesson learned. So that went great. And I probably did a couple more pop-ups after that. Then I got the brilliant idea of I'm going to open a storefront. (laughs) So again, like I said, I just really was diving in on every idea. Like I'm going for it. I have nothing to lose. So I rented a, a space that was like 30 minutes from my house. Got it all set up. Was super pumped. Like, oh, this is going to do awesome. No. So again, not since the word wasn't really around of what it was. And I, I honestly probably could have done some better marketing, but I wasn't in the best location. I was on a very busy road, which is okay. great traffic-wise, you'd think, but it's not a lot of foot traffic. Traffic, but not like the, where people are actually walking to shop. <laughs> Were you around any other shops or where were you? Were you kind of like a standalone or were you around? So where I was located was actually like right off the highway. Again, I was thinking this place was going to be awesome. Like I loved it. Like I was obsessed with it. It had these great like three or four huge front windows. So I mean, you could just like, yeah, you could like see me from the road. Like I wasn't far from set off the road. There was a bakery and a restaurant next to me a bar out back. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm bringing on, I'm going to get these people, you know, coming in before or whatever, you know, they go to the bar, What you know, yeah. when they, on Sundays when they go to the bakery, whatever. Again, no. So, <laughs> so huge advice <laughs> for people if they're looking at starting a brick and mortar is make sure that you are really doing research into the location. Like I said, I thought this was going to be an awesome location. It just, it wasn't. Foot traffic wise, it wasn't. It was busy, like I said, traffic, not foot traffic. Even with the people that like knew the bakery and stuff, Uh you know, I had put out a sign or, you know, saying we're welcome, open, whatever. You know, I thought people would just like being nosy, being just like, oh, what's this new store that opened? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up actually only being there three months, I think. From where the location was, was about, like I said, 30 minutes from my house, but also like another 30, 35 minutes from downtown Portland. Obviously, if I could have afforded a place in Portland or wanted to drive an hour every day to go to my, you know, my store, then yeah, I would have totally gone to Portland. That I probably would have done great there. But needless to say... When I first started the store, I thought, you know, I'm going to do the jewelry plus the the customized gifts and stuff like that. I mean, I had my machine there and everything. Yeah, like I was ready to do it all. Like whatever you wanted, you know, personalized, customized type stuff. Like I had it all set up. Again, I don't think that I really marketed it as well or as much as I could. So again, tip wise, I would say if you're doing anything, marketing is huge whether you are, you know, consistent on social media or boosting some of your posts or advertising on a low budget, you know, signage, whatever. It's huge. It would make a huge difference. And so were you doing any of that at the time? Like what was your marketing look like at the time? Did you have an Instagram? Did you have 
So for that specific business, like your permanent jewelry and yeah, so I do have a Instagram for that permanent jewelry business, which has kind of gone stagnant because I haven't been doing permanent jewelry really since like summer of last year. I did a couple like private parties here and there, but anytime I tried to make a commitment, it would be overshadowed by the signs. So back to when I first got into that shop is when I probably had had like maybe one or two, like a couple of sign orders here and there. Again, this is really where it comes into knowing your niche. I knew and, you know, having my digital marketing background and all this other stuff, knowledge now, knowing like having done the permanent jewelry, I was like, I noticed there was something missing and it was signage and stuff for people doing permanent jewelry. I went, I was on Etsy, you know, I'm seeing all these QR code signs and all these little things. And I'm like, there's no one actually targeting people that are doing jewelry, designing jewelry, permanent jewelry specifically. And yeah, that's kind of my brainchild, I guess you could say that I kind of mix my two passions at the time. Again, this is kind of where it exploded for me is that I did a couple of signs. I started really being more active on my Instagram for the Etsy shop. I think, you know, just knowing how to use hashtags and, you know, following people that were doing permanent jewelry. Yeah. I think just, you know, it started just, just spread. It was just, it was insane. It was crazy. It was just like a couple of months into it. And I was busier than I could, like, I couldn't even believe it. Like, I could not keep up. I was getting so many orders. And actually, at the same time, I left the shop because I realized I was traveling 30 minutes to and from the shop to go make signs. You're right. You could just do it home. <laughs> yeah. What, what am I doing? <laughs> right. So my fiance, he's like, you know, you could save a lot of time and gas money. <laughs> time and money, work. yeah, for sure. I mean, overhead in general and se- not paying rent, why don't you just bring all your stuff back home? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I-, I didn't want to. I mean, I was a little sad because I really was hoping that, you know, the permanent jewelry thing would work out. Honestly, I liked doing the permanent jewelry more than making <laughs> signs at the really? time. Like at the time I did, I was just like, you know, I really like this. I had more person to person, like interaction. Like, you know, I wasn't just like hiding out in my basement like I am now (laughs) working all day. So, I mean, obviously it has its, you know, its ups and downs, pros and cons, whatever. But I mean, who can turn down that business? You know, like I said, I wanted to make money and I was making money. So, I mean, no, it, I enjoyed it at the same time. So I was like, wow, you know, I hadn't really used my hands to create anything in a long time. I had always, you know, I'd been really on the computer mostly, you know, again, doing graphic design, web design, digital marketing, whatever. I was pretty much sitting in front of a computer all day, every day, even with the permanent jewelry, but especially with the signs, I was able to be more creative and be hands-on and 
I don't know. It's just the same passion or like, you know, I, I don't know, the just like happiness of seeing when I did digital marketing and website building, like seeing a design come to life. Yes. It's just like so much more intense, like having this hand tangible thing that I can see and hold. Never. It, it's just out there, you know, now like yes. someone's buying it. It's going to be displayed like in front of all these other people. Again, it's similar to the whole website experience, but I don't in a whole different way. It's hard to explain. I mean, it just it really has, like I said, been a roller coaster. I guess I was kind of lucky to pick the niche that I did. And I think that applies to really like any business, even permanent jewelry. Like you have a niche, you have an, you know, an ideal client or customer that is going to want to come and get permanent jewelry that wants to have, you know, custom jewelry that's that they created. Like they're picking up charms and the chain and all that. And I mean, I think there's just a lot to it that people just love about it. And I think, you know, obviously a lot of people are kind of getting into clasps now, you know, adding the clasp. I don't know. Again, I still think it's just so cool to see how permanent jewelry is kind of evolving and changing. Oh, yeah. I totally think it's like, like you said, a niche. Because honestly, people look at the broader, like even when they said the people in your area, like say other people get caught up with the competition or someone else popping up in their area doing it. But I think that honestly, I, I have a permanent jewelry friend that does it in the town like next to me and we collab on some events and stuff together. And she has a totally different clientele. She has such a different style. She goes more for like, she's in the rodeo kind of thing. They have like, they're in that world. And so she's very like Western and with even like the things she offers. And I'm like, that's so not me. Like we have totally different, like different people that would come to one or the other, really. I mean, don't be wrong. We have some maybe same chains, but even just like her style and how she presents herself and her brand is totally different than mine. I think that like even just niching down within that industry of permanent jewelry is like, there's so many ways you can go about it, you know? And I don't think that's what people, some people realize. And just, I think sometimes it takes a minute though, to figure that out, you know, once you start and then you're like, you kind of maybe start kind of general and you're like, wow, I really love this. And that's what, for some reason, these people coming to me are loving this too. And that's kind of my customer and kind of realizing what people are wanting and needing and fulfilling that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, again, even with what I'm doing, again, I started with just doing the signs. For me at the beginning, you know, they were kind of basic. They seemed simple, like it was whatever. But again, when I realized that I wanted or decided to niche down to like permanent jewelry artists, like just started getting all these ideas of other things I could make. And that's, you know, where the displays came from, like for the chains, for the charms, the leather and acrylic tags to name, you know, the char uh, things and stuff. I mean, that was one of my first product, the little tags, like really niche specific. That was like one of the first. So, I mean, from there, you know, leather patches, whatever. I was just like all these different things because I'm like, my machine can do all, you know, all these different materials. So how can I utilize it? And I mean, I'm still today trying to come up with different ideas that permanent jewelry artists or just jewelry designers in general can use because, you know, I think a lot of people like just like being able to, to design and customize their jewelry with my signage and displays, you're getting to customize it. Like you get to make it your brand, you know, match your colors, have your logo. And I think 
especially, you know, when you really want to stand out from other people or at a big craft fair or whatever, it's having that vibe, that personality, you know, that draws people in. And I think you're in, you're in the Facebook groups, right? Like the, yes, a friend of mine, a local other permanent jewelry artist here, and she actually posted about her setup in one of the groups, like just yesterday. And oh, yeah, so she was like giving me a little shout out, which I didn't expect at all. Her name's Mia from Goodstock, and you may have seen her stuff. It's very pink, retro, groovy, like lots of rat and patterns and disco balls, stuff like that. And yeah, so she's been awesome to work with. Like I've done a lot of stuff for her, but it's been very branded, you know, very much. It all just has this cohesive feeling. I mean, she actually was recommended to me or referred to me by a girl named Jenna, Two Waves in the Sun. So I don't know if you've seen her. She's out of Connecticut. Again, very branded. Like I've done everything of hers is ocean, you know, beachy. So she specifically wanted chain displays that were in the shape or looked like surfboards. And I mean, her idea was really what sparked me to start making more chain displays. She's like, I want something that's unique, that fits my brand and everything. And from there, I was like, wait a minute, what else can I make for displays? Right. I know I was going to ask you, like, obviously you probably get new ideas from like people's needs and them asking you. And then that probably spurs and like just this like domino effect of inspiration for you, I would assume. It really is. I mean, I mean, people will come to me and be like, oh, I have this idea. Can you make it? Can you help me with this? I'm actually working on kind of like a new product right now with uh, Lindy from Permanent Jewelry Besties. And we're working on something for ear piercings. So she's... Love. It seems like, I guess, a lot of Permanent Jewelry people are getting into piercing ears and stuff. Like as just like another additional service on top of what they're doing. We're working on a display for that, which I'm really excited about. So she is going to be probably displaying that at the beginning of February. Yeah, I'll probably have already like on the website and ready to sell probably next week. (laughs) I mean, it's just so cool. I love when people come to me with different ideas. Yeah, let's do it. I know because I have to say it just plays into like the legitimacy or like the, I guess the overall feel of your, again, with branding when it comes to the signage, because I, I ordered a sign from you. And it's funny, like I had a QR code sign that I did have made that was a curl. Like it wasn't actually by you, but it was someone else I'd found in the beginning. And it was actually probably before you were doing it on Etsy then, because it was over a year ago. And it's so funny. And then I had like a normal, just like a printed and a frame priceless for the longest time until I recently purchased from you. People would always comment on this QR code sign. They're like, where did you get that sign? I'm like, Okay. Like they're not even asking about my jewelry. They want to know about the sign. I'm like that's fine. But then I ordered the sign from you and I, it's funny cause I got it. And as you know, I'm like, Oh, I love this, but I actually want it bigger. And so you were so great about like getting back to me right away and be like, Hey, can we just make this center arch this much bigger? And you're like, heck yeah. And then we just switched some things around that I wanted to do to it. But I did use it for an event or two. And again, people are like, where's the sign from? Like, they just like love the sign. <laughs> it's definitely, it's eye-catching, you know? And I think it plays into just the feel, overall feel, which is so important of your business, you know? And what you're saying with what your display, your signage. I don't want to say it's everything, but it's a big portion, right? Because like, just like you said, if you saw 
the one company that like the surfboard, the ocean theme versus the other boho, like there's going to be one person that's attracted to that versus the other, just because of like how that resonates with them. So I think it's really important to kind of just, of course, you know, say who you are through everything that you have for your business, you know, especially when you can pop-ups and markets in that way, you know, because they're not walking into a brick and mortar. Like you have to take that with you and have this feel in someone's home or at a pop-up and like be able to bring this presence like mobily, you know? So your signage is so amazing to let businesses be able to do that. Like, honestly, it's like so cool. I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, I don't even know. Like, I mean, everyone that I've met in the permanent jewelry kind of realm and just the different personalities. It's really, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, it really, I have, you know, I have some that are like, they see something and they're inspired by it and they might, you know, kind of like copy it or have similar colors and stuff. Sure. Again, it might be something that's trending or whatever, but yeah, especially for the ones that kind of go all out and have like this whole setup And I mean, they want the whole, like I said, the couple that I mentioned already, when you really start expanding on it and building on it, it just, it makes you more reputable. It, it, you know, it shows people that you are passionate about your business and you're putting money into your business. You know, you're not just this pop up overnight. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I kind of (laughs) just... And I'm like, whoa, I'm going to do this today. <laughs> I loved it. I, I know I in my own signage or whatever, not like huge stuff. I mean, I had a sign I messed up on <laughs> and I was like, I'll use this for myself. <laughs> and it's like my stuff is a little on brand, but not. And I'm just like, again, you know, you'd think I would be more, more like I'm going to be more on brand. I would take my own advice. But again, since I'm not doing it full time, I haven't like put my the effort into it. And I think people can tell that someone might be, you know, I mean, obviously people are going to be excited about, oh, let me get a welded piece bracelet or whatever. You know, I think a lot of people love that idea. And it's kind of, you know, the curiosity of it. Um, but again, you go to a craft show that has other how many other vendors that are selling jewelry? What is going to set you apart from them? What is going to get you the sale over that person two tables over? Yeah. And just like, yeah, what does your setup say about you? What do you what do you want to convey to people, basically? You know, what do you want them to know about you? Like, I mean, if you take it to extremes and just say like, yeah, someone set up a table and literally, like you said, just put like a cheap display and like a chintzy sign and not even like did anything versus someone who had this beautiful, all the beautiful things branded, signed by you and a great display and like a beautiful, you know, tablecloth or whatever. Like, obviously, who are you going to be, you know, like who is going to see more? And also, too, it plays into the perceived value of everything, too, because if you're putting out a chain display that literally just has chain thrown on there and it's messy, but you're asking $80 for a bracelet, it's like, ah, you know, Versus someone who has this beautiful display and like all these, it all set up and branded, you're obviously like perceived value of them is high versus someone who's just like throwing it out there, you know? So yeah, I think that you're such a huge part of that. So that's amazing. Because honestly, even just having the boutique business I did prior to and being a jewelry designer myself and making jewelry for years prior to doing permanent jewelry, one of my things always was merchandising. And honestly, again, through that learning that too, like you can make a product look really cheap or you can make it look really nice, you know? And it's like your display is everything. So for me, I'm always on the hunt for good displays, especially when it comes to jewelry, because 
jewelry has such a small like footprint. You know what I mean? It's very tiny for the most part, you know, I mean, there can be bigger jewelry, but I guess the jewelry that I've, I've made and stuff. And it's like just trying to find great displays that just show off that jewelry nicely. And again, permanent jewelry is along those lines. It's like those dainty chains. Like it's very, it's not like this big beaded jewelry, right? So it's like finding that right. And just like, again, the, the vibe that goes along with what you want. I'm always on the hunt for displays. And I think for a permanent jewelry niche, like the, everyone is too. Everyone wants something unique. They want something that says something about themselves. And again, you might go into it like you did, which I, I highly advise, like go into it like, you know, thinking you're not ready, like dive in. But then as you like, as you are developing your business, it's just, it's smart to know that these things are really important, you know, to like develop who you are, who you're trying to reach, what you're trying to say, what you want this business to be. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, like anyone, again, we're always evolving, growing things. If you are getting started out, I don't say, hey, come to my website and buy the whole setup, you know, fully commit yourself here. You know, I mean, I've had plenty of people that might buy a sign here or there, you know, they buy the how it works and the care sign because those are like the most informational signs, I guess, that, you know, makes sense for, you know, customers that are coming by. They look at those signs like, oh yeah, okay. Like even those will draw people in because I have those two people are like, oh, what is this? We, I'm always changing stuff up. And I mean, I'm always learning. I, you know, I've, I started out with one display and I've, you know, changed it over the course of the last few months, uh, you know, where I get feedback from people all the time, like, oh, you know, if you did this, this might be better. Or, you know, if you change that again, it's, you know, about the functionality of it too is, or the space it takes up even, you know, so most people are traveling with what, four to six foot tables. <laughs> I've come up with all kinds of different ideas and stuff to save space or something that's going to be a little bit more functional or easier to break down or put together. Again, with like having the acrylic, it can be very fragile. I think a lot of people sometimes don't understand that. They think, oh, so it's going to be hard. It's like plastic. I've had a couple of customers have unfortunate events where, you know, the wind takes it and <laughs> it breaks into three pieces. And it's like, you know, I, I wish I... How do you advise to trouble with it? That's a good point. Because like, honestly, what I found too, like with the one acrylic sign they had prior to buying yours, um, it can like, of course, it could scratch and stuff too, the, especially like the mirrored gold and stuff. So how do you suggest traveling with it? Like just maybe wrapping it in something or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. So I definitely suggest wrapping it, whether it be like some padded, like the male bubble packing or whatever, or putting like a nice soft microfiber or something like over the top. Like, especially if it has like a lot of mirror stuff because it can scratch very easily. Like I've had some people ask to have their display in mirror and I usually will suggest, you know, like recommend not doing that because especially with chains being moved around, picked up or whatever, it's going to scratch eventually. But yeah, for, I mean, traveling wise, I definitely recommend having a safe way to move it around. Don't just throw it on top of your box and think it's, not only are sometimes there are little pieces, I use adhesive that should keep little thing, you know, details in place and stuff, but obviously things happen. Sometimes things can pop off. I usually use a super glue, like a, a Gorilla Clear Glue that keep things stuck on just because like, I mean, there's so many different things to know, but 
I mean, as far as maybe a carrying case yes. is in your future. <laughs> it might be. Something you could get manufactured, you know, that he's like, of course, my wheels are turning, you know, I'm like, yeah, that would be actually a great add-on for you. It's like, yeah. because I would buy that. Like, I would buy that. Because I, right now, I'm totally mobile. So again, the three arch sign, and most of your stuff does like break down, right? Because it has the stand and the way. So it all goes flat, which is awesome because that way too, like I feel like if it's already put together, it'd be more apt to break and harder to travel with. But yeah, I would totally buy a carrying case actually to- uh, Well, now I'm going to have to come up with a new one. What if you're your list. Yeah. I mean, obviously the most important thing is not to put stuff on top of it. Yes. <laughs> I and mean, not letting scratch against it. Like even when, if you were to like wrap it up, like, you know, because yeah. again, I have the three arches or whatever, you know, so yeah. letting those not like, yeah, yeah rub exactly. together. Yeah. Exactly. I um, mean, just as much as you're taking care of your jewelry, I mean, you're not just throwing your chains in there. You're not just taking your right. charms and, boo, here you go. You yeah, know? Like, <laughs> exactly. I'll organize them later. Like, yes. I mean, you've <laughs> yeah. purchased this thing that is not cheap, taking the time you've waited for. It. Like, it's been, you know, like assembled. And yeah, again, it is somewhat fragile. And, you know, you would think having put that investment into your company, you want to take care of that investment yeah, for just sure. like everything else. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, definitely I recommend like wrapping it up in something that is going to be soft. Yeah. I mean, layering it, but not, again, putting anything on top of that because again, if you put anything too heavy, it might crack it. Like exactly. Yes. Even for displaying it, another huge thing, especially if you're going to be outside, it's only a, an eighth of an inch, like eighth inch thickness. It's very thin. Like, I mean, it's not paper, it's not bending or anything, but sure. if it's too windy outside, like you got to think like things are going to tip over. Not just acrylic, anything you have for display wise, it has the chance of tipping over. And I wouldn't place it anywhere near the edge of your table, <laughs> like place it on the in the middle itch or something like we I've even suggested putting double-sided tape or something like on the base yeah oh yeah um, that's great you know so that you can like stick it to your cover one of my customers said they thought about doing the um velcro you know where you have you know have the it like sticks again to it's like double-sided or it has an adhesive on one side so then you can like take it off you know, some people didn't like the idea because they're like, well, then you're going to ruin the cover of your for your table. I mean, if you're going to have things in the same place, you're never going to see it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Yeah. It's just kind of a live and learn situation too. Like, yeah. you know, especially outdoor events. I know wind is, especially here in Colorado, I have some trauma like from doing outdoor events. <laughs> so <laughs> it is what it is. You got to figure it out. Like I've had literally had, I've had a tent in the air. I've had clothing racks fall over. I've ruined racks of very dainty jewelry that fell over. It's just, it's, it is what it is. But you do have to like just kind of figure out what works for you. you know? I mean, I can't control Mother Nature, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. Oh man. Well, let's, okay. So let's talk though about PJX because I'm super excited you're going to be there. That's so exciting. So are you going to be like just displaying a bunch of different things? Are you looking to place orders there or tell us about that? Yes. So, I'm still trying to figure all the details out myself, like how, how I want to handle everything. I am going to take orders. Obviously, my stuff is not 
you know, grab and take. Exactly. You can't take um, it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's one of the biggest things I think I'm trying to figure out is, you know, I do want to have some kind of like freebie, like takeaways that people can have. I don't know if you saw on my Instagram last night, I posted like these cute little engraved uh, straw like charms for like, <laughs> so those that's just like a new design that I've been playing with. And I think I might have like something like that because obviously I'm going to offer it for people to order some cute little like branded ones. I will probably have some signs on display, maybe a couple of them. I think I'm probably going to have mostly just images, photos of stuff that I made because it's, as you know, obviously it's hard, you know, to travel locally, but travel like, you know, back and forth. I don't want to have stuff get broken, but <laughs> yeah, so I probably will have a few displays, probably like the most popular ones that like the care sign, the how it works sign, a couple of like the chain displays, charm displays, stuff like that. I'll probably definitely have on display, but I am really excited to be there because I am an, an official sponsor for this Yay. year's expo. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to go last year, but again, I had just gotten started not only doing permanent jewelry here and there but doing the signage and stuff and again not in the budget <laughs> but um I definitely was not ready to be there like showing off my products and stuff like that I mean, again I've just been doing this a, a year now and I mean the products that I'm my offering has just expanded in the last six months so much that you know, I know, and I can't imagine, I mean, being that we're about five months away-ish or more from the PJX, like how much more you could have even by then is insane. Because like just what you've done in six months is is awesome. What right now do you feel is your best seller? Do you have like one that stands out among the, amongst the rest or no? Well, like the two signs that I said that are obviously permanent jewelry specific, but honestly, the two panel sign has been the biggest seller. I don't know if it's, you know, cost or just like the simplicity of it. It started off as just the one panel with the logo and some QR codes. And then on the second panel, you have the pricing. And I think that was the biggest, you know, com just combining those two ideas. You know, again, instead of having several different signs all over the place, it's combined, it kind of takes up less space. So yeah, I mean, just continuing like throughout like even different markets. Sherry from, you know, permanent jewelry training. I think I'm saying her name right, Sherry. She just ordered two signs, one for her permanent jewelry and one for her like hat bar. Yeah. So they were they were both two panel signs. And again, I think it's just also you I mean, I allow so much different customization. I think that's the biggest part is that Everyone wants to like mix and match different aspects from different signs into, you know, how can I fit the most information on one sign, you know, like yes. one, in one space? <laughs> like I'm literally talking with someone right now of combining two displays and a couple like side panels. Again, they're like, you know, I have a small table. I want to keep it small. Like I don't want to take up a lot of space. So again, like that's a huge thing for people. It's so great because yours combines that where it's like even for me. So I have the I can probably grab it right now and show people. 
So the one I have, (laughs) and I'm getting the larger version of this, but like, okay, so I had my priceless separate and I had a separate sign for this. And then of course, right here, you have the space for the like business cards, which I have kind of like a higher, like a more like a postcard four by six sign or size. But so that was also separate on my table. So now with this, I can be like, here's my price list. Here's a QR. And then I'll have like these sitting here too, where those were all like these three separate things. So I love that this is like all in one and it does. And even at all in all, even though it's like, it's longer, it's a three panel, but it's like compared to what I had, it actually takes up way less space, especially with these standing up and not like sitting down on my table. Yeah. It's just like efficient and it's beautiful. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people, even like with that space that you have blank right now, because you put like your, you know, business cards or whatever there. I mean, some people will fill that space with like the how it works uh, instructions. So again, that's another one less sign. (laughs) That's so great. And that's such a great idea. I don't have that sign, I have to say, but you made me think as I'm talking like, gosh, you know, because when I'm at pop-ups and I don't have someone helping me, people are still, of course, there's so many people that still are like, what is this? You know? So you're having like, you're working with your customer and you want to give them your full attention, but you're also having to like field all the conversation and the talk happening around you while people coming to your table. So if like they're just standing there knowing I'm busy and waiting for me to be like, hey, what is this? And not wait for me, they can have this beautiful sign that says, okay, this is what it is and how it works. And not having me to do the, everyone knows that the spiel. Yeah, exactly. Again and again and again. And you like, you know, it's, so it's nice to have something take the place of that, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, that was the original intent. So you don't have to always say the spiel. I mean, I, you know, you probably have to say the spiel anyway. But again, if there's like people waiting in line or whatever, they can read it for themselves. And even with that sign, you know, what started off as like a simple three-step, you know, this is how it works. Like, it's really simple. Like, even that has evolved over time. With Now there's a four-step and there's an extended four-step that has a little bit more details. I mean, like I said, I, things come and change and... I should put this out there. I don't know if you, I want to ask you a few more questions before we wrap this up because I feel like I could talk to you forever. But do you accept custom work? Like say someone came to you and was like literally picturing something totally different than even what you offer. Like they want, do you accept that or do you like take stuff right now? Or oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's some of my favorite stuff is doing. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I mean, I think again, because I kind of, I get to tap into that creativity of not doing the same stuff over and over like okay how can we change this how can we make this a little different i just did one for raw amor she wanted to have the display with a little side half panel that has the how it works steps and then on the base is space for your little uh, square reader qr code to scan her venmo and then there was like a tiny little arch that was sitting in front of the display that had like a couple QR codes on it, like to follow her on social media. Yeah. So like that was like kind of her idea. She's like, I have all these things that I want, but I want, again, want them to be together, you know, to save space. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Same with off the chains. I don't know if you've seen that huge black display that I made with like the uh, lightning bolt cutouts. Oh my gosh. Sounds amazing. I'm going to go look. Is everything on your Instagram? Oh, yeah. Everything's on my Instagram. Timber and Tide Designs. But yeah, it's like a two-panel display. So it has one huge back display and then a smaller arch display in front of it. So she kind of like sectioned her stuff off 
between metals. So like one display was for like the gold filled and the rose gold filled. And then she had another one for sterling black and stainless steel, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, I mean, it was one of the biggest displays that I had I have made. Wow. So uh, cool. Yeah. But I mean, it was pretty much her idea. She says, I have these displays, you know, they're getting pretty beat up, worn out. I want to kind of have the same size, but this is what I'm, you know, envisioning. And People laugh, but they send me these like scribbled drawings and they're like, don't mind my crappy drawing. And I'm like, it's really like the best thing that they can give me because I'm like, oh, perfect. Yeah, Good to like, know. Yeah. I mean, send me your crappy stick person. <laughs> like, I know. I'm actually like already thinking because I'm always, again, like I said before, before even permanent jewelry, I've always been wanting to find pretty and the best displays, right? Like that can show a product, especially again, dainty jewelry. I think it, I think it is, unless it's on like a jewelry card, it is kind of challenging. But I have this idea in my head for like a connector display, like to display your connectors and charms. So I'll have to send you like a drawing because I'm, I'm picturing something that can stand up and again, that like be more visible, like, like going into it versus like something being on your table, which I think a lot of people have is like the little containers for charms and connectors versus like something that stands up. Have you not, not seen my stand up displays for those? No, I like <laughs> Let me look on your Instagram right now because you're not picturing. Okay, well, then sh- I need to see it first. So I had the one, and you might see it like a couple of rows down. Um, okay, so is it with hooks? There was the one that had hooks in them. So that okay. was, it was like a small hanging display. And then yes. I came out with the bigger hanging display that fits up to like 100 charms or connectors. Okay, on. is that, okay, the white one? Yeah, it has like kind of yes. little okay. loop rings on them or whatever. So yes, oh I, that's cute. See, okay, that's cute. That's so cute. I might have to get that. But in my mind, I'm thinking of something else. But I feel like that definitely could obviously be amazing too. Yeah. So well, I have actually redesigned that one. You so have. It's, it's no longer hanging. Which some people love. I mean, people seem to love it. The ones that order it. But you know, for. Time-wise, building-wise, and everything, I redesigned yeah. it to be more of a stand-up. <laughs> now, you have redesigned that one. Is it on your Instagram right now? I have no. I have not made the first new redesigned version of it. I do have an order, a couple of orders for it. So it will be coming, like, I'll be taking photos and showing it off probably within, like, the next week. But when you go okay, on cool. Yeah, so when you go on my website, you can choose now from either a flat acrylic base or like a wooden base. So like on the wooden base, it, the panel kind of like slides in and kind of sits at an angle a little bit. So then you can kind of, you know, pick it up and hold it and all that other stuff. Or, you know, it sits in a little flat base like the signs. Okay. I'm glad I mentioned this. Are you still on Etsy or are you only on your website now? Funny story. I have to backtrack a little bit to explain why I'm not on Etsy anymore. I am somewhat still on Etsy. So for, you know, because I do still sell signage and some stuff to other types of businesses. So because I'm not always marketing to them as heavily, I wanted them to still be able to find some of my stuff. So I took pretty much all my permanent jewelry signs and displays, except for a couple of the how-to and care sign. Those are still on Etsy. But I pretty much took everything and put it on my website because I just feel like my customers or, you know, most people kind of know me now and they, you know, know where to find me. And if they want to order something, then, you know, there's a link in my Instagram bio to get right to my website. You know, Etsy is great, 
when you're first starting out and don't really have a customer base. I mean, they are kind of like a huge search engine. Like that's where Etsy, like why they make or take so many fees. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to get off Etsy is because of the fees. I mean, I was paying for marketing, but wasn't marketing. Like I wasn't, I'm not advertising. Like I don't have them pushing any of my listings, but somehow I'm still paying for marketing. (laughs) I know it's wild. Why am I paying for marketing if I'm not marketing? (laughs) I hear you. I'm marketing myself. I don't need to pay for it. Yeah. So that was one of the biggest reasons was for, you know, to stop paying so, so many fees. And again, I think Etsy is a great platform, especially for people just, you know, getting started. You know, even if I know a lot of permanent jewelry people are getting into like, you know, ready to wear pre-made jewelry stuff. And then, you know, if they're going to sell it off, you know, outside of like their events and stuff, then I think Etsy is a great way to go. Hey there. Did you know that I offer a permanent jewelry membership? It's everything you need in order to scale and elevate your permanent jewelry business. Marketing scripts, Canva templates, photo, video, supplier list, support, business expert masterclasses, bonus trainings, constant discount on Goldie Link's permanent jewelry supplies, and trust me, there's even more. It is updated monthly and it costs less per month than what your customer pays for one permanent bracelet. I hope to see you in there. If you're interested and want to find out more information, go to GoldieLinkSociety.com. And now back to the show. It's a great way to start too, but like with where you're at, I think to be aware of like Etsy versus going out on your own. It's a great way to get exposure. It's a great way to like put your stuff out there. But also there's no brand recognition. When most people say they got something, when does anyone ever say I got it from Goldie Links or I got it from Tim or Tide? They're like, I got it from Etsy. And even I have to say, I had purchased a sign from you prior to doing this priceless sign and I didn't realize it was you. It was like searching and I'm like, oh yeah, like priceless. And then of course I found your Etsy and I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. And I had already purchased a chain display, some kind of jewelry display from you earlier yeah, I, this year, last yeah, year. I, I want to see it's a chain display. I remember seeing the logo. I'm like, oh, she's... And that's another thing, I mean, of ordering or using small businesses is like, oh, I remember that person. Like, I remember... Yeah. So it was like, but then once I put two and two together, I'm like, oh, gosh, I already purchased from her. Because again, I wasn't thinking to go right back on and search, even though I had already bought the sign I liked from you, but I didn't think to, I was just searching in Etsy versus like, obviously, if you have a customer base on your website and say you, you know, gather customer, whether you're doing that, whether like you're gathering emails or whatever to keep people up to date too, because obviously I just wasn't aware that you had a charm display. <laughs> like that way too, it's like way to keep in touch other than your social. I think people are rarely taking that Etsy company and looking them up on social media. I I mean, I typically really don't do it very often. I think that having your own website and having, you know, because also too, it's a whole concept of even social media. Like what if Etsy were to shut down one day? Now what? Like and all your customers are on there. So taking them away from that and then, you know, and being able to service them and like send updates and whether they, again, you're gathering emails and being like, hey, I have this new display. And then, you know, keeping them up to date because Etsy, you can't really do that. They have something. I mean, you can like integrate a few things with them, apparently. I never used them. I actually just started really utilizing like the emails and I'm starting to build my email list, which again, as a digital marketer, you think I'd be have been doing this all along because I know better. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> okay. One one person show is hard, man. When you have all the things, you gotta wear all the hats. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep up. And I, I'm, you know, I'm the first to admit it. You know, I'm trying to keep up with running my social media with my Instagram account and 
know, sometimes I forget to post and sometimes I go a couple of days without posting. I'm like, oh my God. You know, sometimes I'm just too busy, like making, you. You, you know, making the sign. Anyone helping you right now or are you still just doing all this on your own? Yeah. No. So uh, some people know this. I've posted it like in my stories and stuff here and there. I did bring on Allie. She does her own like graphic design, branding stuff. Weird story. So I found her through a permanent jewelry client because I had posted one day that I needed help. Like I so far behind. Yeah. Um, this was this past summer. Like I said, I just started getting an influx of orders and I just was like, I can't do all this anymore. I can't. Like I just it's the time that it takes, and I don't think people realize that, especially like sometimes when they look at my prices, what that all entails. I hear like, you. Yeah. <laughs> I get the order. I have to I have systems set up now that kind of like automate that. So which costs money you know, to have these systems like Zap, you know, I don't know, a lot of people won't know the names. I'll say Zappy or Jotforms, whatever. You know, I have a system that makes you fill out a form so I can get all the details for that sign. And once you fill out that form, it sends it to my project management system called Trello. So it creates like this card thing that says, okay, there's this new order and here's all the details. And to make all this work, there's another system that I pay for you know, that makes it all work. But then I brought on Allie to help me design the mock-ups. And like I said, I actually was referred to her through a permanent jewelry customer. I was like, I need a designer. I need someone looking for work, whatever. And someone reached out. She said, oh, you should check out Allie. She did my branding. I want to say, and I believe I'm right, it's Lux Links. It's the girl um, who referred Allie to me. It's Allie Clark Designs. So again, she does branding and all this other stuff. But she was nice enough to come on and help me with doing... Um, she does most of the designing of the mock-ups now because I'm more focused on getting the orders done. I have... And, I'm, and this is no lie. When people ask me, I have a rush service that obviously costs extra if you want to have... Like I'm at a three-week turnaround time right now four weeks. Thankfully, I mean, yes, great and not great <laughs> was the holidays came around and yeah, kind of slowed me down a little bit and I was able to get like caught up. And so I was able to cut my time down a little bit, but I consistently have at least like 75 orders at all times like that are like pending, like that I need to work on, like in out the door. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so I have consistent work. I mean, pretty much, even though it's not as much as being also a mom, you know, I'm lucky enough that I have my fiance here. So he does more of like childcare while I'm working most all day. Yeah. But I also last fall brought on a girl named Chelsea. So she's a photographer, usually in her full time business, but she's local to me. Allie's not. Allie lives in Wisconsin. So even though she lives across the world, She's been great. Uh, we talk mostly digitally through text, through whatever. And yeah. um, then Chelsea came on. I brought her on for some time to help me with like the admin tasks of like getting back to people like in Etsy messages or just like trying to keep me organized because again, I had so much going on. I'm like, I just need to know where this is. When is this due? Like, can you email these people back? Or if Allie needs something, can you, tr you know, track down this logo design. So I had the two of them working for me. 
they've been a godsend because literally I not I would not have made it through the last six months without them. My business would have gone up in flames because I just or I would have had to shut it down because I just could not keep up with all the orders coming in. And again, obviously that's great. I love it. I love what it's become with anything. I just think that a lot of people don't understand that everything that goes into running a small business. And I think even with permanent jewelry, there's a lot. You need to keep track of your stock of like your products, of what you've sold. Like, I mean, again, still doing social media and all the things and all the hats and I've actually been working on some kind of like a side business project, which has kind of been in the works secretly, quietly, is trying to help out the permanent jewelry businesses with their marketing. So I did create a new Etsy, which again, I haven't been marketing as much because I've been trying to like get everything in place. But, you know, some like how-to guys. You don't have enough to do? No, I don't have enough to do. Tell me, like, is there another name for the business or yes. is it like? Yeah, so that is called All Things Permanent Jewelry. You may or may not have seen I've I've promoted it or like thrown it out there a couple of times in my normal, like, you know, Instagram, like stories here and there that kind of okay. push it a little bit. But again, you know, with having this knowledge of digital marketing, social media, like all, all the things that I've done, you know, I was like, how else can I help these ladies or guys or whoever doing permanent jewelry? And I was like, I know, I know a lot of people are struggling with like social media and like how to get more business. Like, especially right now, I know a lot of people are saying it's slow. It's slow for everyone. It's slow for me. I think it's it's just that slow season. Yeah. So I've been kind of working on behind the scenes, some just kind of like helpful guides. I do have an Etsy for it. So see, like it since it's a new thing that I'm starting out, I did start Awesome. I'm going to link that too. That's so cool. Yeah. So I do have a couple of guides on there already of social media, how to, again, finding your niche and a couple like social media, like pre-made things. Um, I actually used to have a couple of files on my original Etsy that I moved over to, to this account. Um, again, the all things permanent jewelry should be able to search it on Etsy and find it. But so there's only a few things on there. But yeah, so I, I've been trying to figure out if I'm going to do like any kind of like coaching or kind of really like one-on-ones with people and that I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but right now it's more just kind of like a digital downloads type of thing, kind of like you're a self Kind of just like walk yourself through it. It's like all right, the information right. is there. Um, yeah. So kind of like self-guided. Here's all the information you need. Here's how to get started. Like, because I know I've seen a lot of people say they're struggling with that type of stuff. So again, you know, I'm kind of here for it for you guys. Well, so yeah. So we're actually that brings me to like I know we need like I keep saying we need to wrap it up, but we keep talking. So what do you see for yourself like in the next this year of 2024 for your business? Um, what are you most excited about? What do you what do you kind of project? What are you thinking? I am, I mean, I'm most excited for the expo because I'm really excited to like meet all these people that have made my business, that have helped me and have sp- supported my business, you know, that have ordered from me, hopefully, you know, new customers, that new people getting into it. I mean, yeah, I could talk all day about this stuff and like really meet the people that I'm always talking with on social media who are 
commenting on my posts or whatever. I mean, because obviously that's huge and that helps me immensely. People that, you know, share pictures of their setups like at their booth, whatever, you know, again, just meeting people in person, I think is going to be awesome. I would like to, I mean, I obviously have some ideas that I'm trying to kind of work out and new products that I want to come out with. I mean, again, permanent jewelry is still my niche, but I have, you know, been looking into kind of like expanding a little bit into some other niches and, you know, some different signage that I would like to do that might not be exactly jewelry focused. And then hopefully with like this other you know, like the digital, like social media marketing type stuff, I would definitely like to expand on that. Cause like I said, I mean, I have all this stuff, all this knowledge that I kind of would like to share with people. And, you know, however I can do that is really the next step, I think. Well, it's going to be fun to watch you because I feel like even if you do go to a different, you know, not just a permanent jewelry or jewelry niche, but whatever you end up creating, I mean, we could tell your wheels are always turning. So it's like kind of fun, like, watch to see what happens and see what you create. And it's going to always be, if anything, interesting, you know, to see like where you go with all this. So, and I hope you bring as much as you can to the expo because I kind of like, I want to see it all in person. Personally, I think I'll speak for everybody. I want to see like all the things. So (laughs) yeah, I I definitely am going to try to bring as much as I can for sure. Like I said, it would probably be more of like, the displays and stuff that isn't fully branded. That's more the general kind of, yeah. Yeah. There are so many different displays. And I I mean, I guess I have to figure out who's going. That's one of my past customers because I don't really know exactly everyone who's going yet. I mean, I have gotten, you know, DMs from people like, oh, I can't wait to meet you and see you there. I'm so excited you're going and stuff like that. So I have an general idea. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many different displays. And I think I would need like a 50 foot table. I think I get like 10 feet. So I might be able to get creative. I might try to see if I can get a few of the different ones just to show like, because I I know a big thing they have gotten from people and I don't know how to really put it out there. I guess like is size wise sometimes like, you know, some people or feedback I've gotten, not even just permanent jewelry people, just people in general is like you, you know, you were like, I want something bigger. And I think it's hard for people to really visualize how big these signs are. Okay, yes. And that's what's so funny because I am a consumer, but I'm also a seller, okay? I've sold jewelry. I've sold, I make many things. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone's like, oh, or when you see a review and they're like, this is smaller than I thought. And you're like, you literally put the measurements in there, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I fall into that category as well, because I feel like we're so like, it's all visual, right? We like, I don't want to, I'm not going to lie. Like I know everyone's different. Some people might read line for line and really soak it in. I I don't do that. I look at the images and I'm like, okay, yep. And it's like, I'm very just fast with what I, you know, like that looks good. Okay. And I have it already. I think it's your expectation. Like whatever you think it is in your head, even if you see the measurement, you think how it is in your head. (laughs) And then I got it. And I was like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. But yeah, it's a little smaller than I thought, which of course you had the measurements in there. It's, it's not your fault. It's my fault. And yeah. So anyway, that's why I decided to come back and be like, okay, like I'm just going to purchase another. I'm not going to be someone who's like, this is, I'm mad about it. I'm mad at myself. Right. But I think that like, you really have to, what I've found is like 
dumb things down for people as much as possible, right? Like make it so clear in in the images of how big it is. You know how people compare it to like a penny, like look with jewelry stuff, you know? And like something like that, you know, but I'm like thinking, what can I, maybe I'll put like a Stanley cup or something. <laughs> I don't know. What can people understand, you know? Now or a fake Stanley, whatever. It's like, if they yes. know how big that is, and I put that, <laughs> like, it's so hard though to like show, like you said, unless there's something comparable in the photo with it to show off like the height wise, you know? And again, I mean, it just comes back in my thought process when I design these things is how to make them stand out, but not take up too much space. Yeah. I mean, I know it'd be funny to even like do it. Like you said, Stanley's a good idea or like something that is just, yeah. I mean, I could put an ugly, uh, you know, some cute little ruler or something. But that's true. That is a great idea. That's why I think it's nice to see them in person mm-hmm. so people can really picture. Yeah. Because online it is hard for, you know, I think we all do it. We like think it's a certain size or a certain whatever that we have in our head and we get it and we're like, oh, I mean, I do it with simple things even from Amazon. Like I ordered this pill container and I thought it was like a normal one. It was like this literally super sized one that came in the mail. And I'm like, oh my God, like I had no idea. I so thought it was just like this the typical size, right? The standard size. It's like, I do it all the time. I mean, even if it's like, even if you did take the time to read line by line, I don't think, you know, sometimes we don't even really know what that means. Like, I mean, obviously, yeah, you can say, okay, this, you know, sign is nine inches high or whatever. But it's like, again, so I have these like the clip things that everyone's like into. So I have these off Kimu or whatever, right? So I'm like, I'm just going on a buying spree. And then I get this little <laughs> I'm like, what are these? <laughs> no, I was dying. I actually saw like a meme or something. It was like literally like Timu, speaking of that. Someone was like, I thought I got an excellent deal at a rice cooker. And it was literally a miniature. Like you hold it in your hand. It was like a figurine. I was dying. I like sent it to a friend because I'm like, that's literally me. Like I would be like, wow, this rice cooker is only $3. Like, cool. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Yeah. I had bought something. It was, it never showed up, but it was like this unbelievable price. And my fiance said the same thing. He's like, it's probably like just a miniature, like little figurine or something. Cause I'm like, well, that'd be really sucky. <laughs> I'm like, I really hope it's not. Cause it said it, it was a full size, but you know, it was coming from China and who knows. That's so anyway. funny. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I think sizing is a, like sometimes either we don't pay attention or we kind of see yeah. it, but we still don't like, we can't imagine know. visually like, okay, how, how tall is that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things is like moving forward. I don't know if I'm going to really like offer options of like, hey, if you want a bigger size, then like, you know, here you can pick the size because on changing the size of things like takes time and like to make sure everything else is sized properly and that it's not like too big uh, or too small. But yeah. So I think a lot of it, again, back to like the custom order type of thing is if someone wants something different that just reach out to me and I do whatever. <laughs> well, I have to say, yeah, your customer service is awesome. I feel like as always when I message you, you message back so fast. So whether it's you or someone you're helping you, it's like, that's amazing because I think we all just so used to this instant gratification right now, even though we are business owners ourselves and we can't always get back to someone maybe right away. But I try my hardest because I know how much I appreciate that when someone does it with me. I get so excited about this stuff. Like I'm so excited about anything, like even the sign. I'm like, I'm so excited to get it, right? Like 
So it's like when you want something, you always want it now. That's like literally how I feel like our culture is now. It's like, so that's, yeah. So that I have to say your customer service, like probably is one of the reasons you're doing so great too. Not only your skill, but you have great communication. So I I appreciate that. There are probably a couple that wouldn't agree with you, but <laughs> in every business we have, you know, a few people or sometimes oh, have bad days like everyone else. Well, of course. I know. And it's hard because, again, even though we're in the same boat, we ex- for some reason we have different expectations sometimes of other business owners and forget that they're also small business owners that have a family that are like, hey, they're ups and downs and they have bad days and they have toddlers that are crazy and sick toddlers and, you know, who knows, right? Like, so things like, of course, just happen, which, you know, yeah. we're I, human. But. Yeah, I think that's been the biggest downfall, honestly, has been like, when I first started, obviously, I wasn't having many orders. So yeah, I was like one, two week turnaround, boom, yeah, out the door. Like, you know, now, like I said, I was able to cut it down to three right now. But, you know, when I was up at like four, almost five weeks, I'm like, oh, like, I feel bad. Like, I don't think people understand is how bad I feel that it's going to take that long. But it's like, I have this, like, backed up, (laughs) overflowing, like, order queue, you know, that I'm like trying to fulfill as fast as I can. But like you said, you know, I I don't think a lot of people think about it. Like you said, even though they may be in the same boat, like, yeah, I have a toddler, like I have a family, like I have to, like, I honestly didn't get much time with my toddler or family this past, the last six, seven months because of how busy I was. Like I literally put them on the back burner and I think, you know, for 2024, that's not going to happen again. Like, yeah, like I definitely didn't take as much personal time as I sh- could have or should have. And I definitely was feeling the, you know, burnt out and got to the point where, you know, there were days where I was questioning, like, is this even worth it? I love where this has come. And like, this has like been my dream, you know, that American dream to have your own small business that's making money and it's successful and something you're passionate about doing. Like I had those things, but I was sacrificing the, you know, downtime and quality time with my now three-year-old, you know, like these are the years, you know, like that. And so, you know, that was the toughest thing. And as much as I want to satisfy all of my customers and, you know, have that quick turnaround, because I know I'm the same way. I want things right now. <laughs> like, I want them when I want them. But having said that, yours is custom. It's funny. When I ordered it, like, I knew and I, I had seen your turnaround time, like, for sure. And I even I think you did message me and say, sorry about the delay. And I honestly didn't even, like, it wasn't something I was, like, mad about, I guess, or, you know, just disappointed. Because I knew that it is a custom thing. It wasn't like something that's already made and it just needs to ship to me. So I actually didn't have that expectation. I think that, again, even just you going as far as like apologizing or maybe keeping someone up to date, like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but this is just a week out, like da da da. That's all people care about, you know, just like knowing that it's in production, it's happening, you know, you care about it. And that's, you know, that's what people want to hear. Yeah, so. I think that has been the biggest thing. I think most people, like you, same as you, have been really good about it have been nice about it have been like oh yeah thanks for the update that's all you know as and I mean again when I brought Chelsea on that was kind of one of her like first things I was like please go through all these people and just send them a quick message saying I'm sorry we're behind blah blah like literally I had like 20 people she had to like contact 
a couple weeks in a row, like different sets of people, like just being like, I'm so sorry, you know, like, but again, like you said, like just having that customer service being commu- like communicating with people to just like let them know is, I mean, it's huge because I know there have been a couple of times like I've fallen behind and not communicated with people and they're like, oh, I wish that you had just like said something. I'm like, I know I'm so sorry. Like it's just one of those things where it kind of, but fell through the whole, you know, like I forgot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I mean, I've gone as far as like throwing a couple of freebie like leather patches or whatever in there for some people when I've been like really behind, you know, and like, I mean, I do try to go above and beyond and do everything I can. And I think that's the biggest thing of I know that sometimes I lose business because like my turnaround time is longer than some other people. And like, I mean, I've seen some of my work out there from other sign makers. Oh, and, really? Well, <laughs> It is what it is, you know, like yeah. it happens. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't even think about that actually when it comes to like someone, I guess, sort of copying or seeing, doing something very similar to your signs, I should say, you know, I know we all take inspiration from things and it can grow into, you know, kind of doing a spin on it, but how do you deal with that? Like, how do you view that? I have my little vent session, I think, <laughs> between like, with Allie and Chelsea and stuff, like they're kind of like my go-to, like, oh my God, can you believe this? <laughs> like, you know, for the most part, I think in any industry, permanent jewelry, sign making, whatever, like there's so many other people doing it that whether the customer goes straight to them and says, hey, I like this, I saw this, can you make this? Or, you know, maybe they have a family member or a friend that's you know, does it and they're like, oh, hey, can you do this? Or yeah, flat out just someone does, you know, completely copying you. It's going to happen. There's no stopping it. I mean, unless you have like a copyright patent, whatever. And even then you sometimes can copy things or whatever. Like you said, I mean, you're going to find inspiration for other people. That's just the way of life. Although, yeah, sometimes it it's a little hurtful or, you know, it kind of sucks sometimes to like see stuff that you're like, you know, you know, for a fact that like you came up with that, like that was your idea. You've never seen it anywhere else before. So it's like, well, uh, you know, there's been maybe one or two people on Etsy that I've had to reach out to, to be like, Hey, like you've like literally copied me. Like you need to change something. (laughs) I don't say, Oh, you need to just stop selling that, you know, because how was that received? Yeah. Like I can't, for someone to like, even if I say, Hey, you need to stop that. Or I could complain to Etsy. And then there's a whole thing through Etsy that if you do that, they might take your original down because is, well, how, how has that been received once you sent those emails? Did people were usually pretty cool about it or, um, I don't know if one even responded or one was like a little bit different enough where it was like, whatever. But one of them, they're like, Oh, I didn't know a customer, you know, sent me this design, you know, then they just turned around and start reselling it. You know what I mean? So they were like, oh, I'm so Well, that's funny. That's like, that's why I asked. Because honestly, of course, when we see things, sometimes we like our mind goes right to like, oh my gosh, they saw our design and they're copying it. But sometimes it's so unintentional. Just like you said, like I actually did a, I used to, or I still do like stamped jewelry, custom, you know, engraved jewelry. And there was somebody who came to me and wanted a certain quote and they wanted to stamp down a bar like pendant. And I did it and I post on my Instagram. And then before you know it, I got a message saying that it was a copyrighted, like saying it was actually somebody who 
some influencer or like someone in the fitness like industry. It was like her saying, and she had it over everything. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I had a customer come to me and asking me to do this. Like I didn't research it. I didn't think anything of it. And so I had to take it all down. I was a very apologetic. I'm like, because definitely unintentional, but it was something that literally, and she sent me and exactly what I made was basically what she offers, but like five times the price that I, <laughs> so like they basically came to me to have me make it at a cheaper price. And I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah. So then that's the whole thing is like, sometimes it's not intentional. And that's why like, I try not to, if it happens, like I try not to be too like mean about it or just like, you know, like, Hey, like this, I don't know, like what the case is here, whatever. And like I said, she, the person was pretty nice and just changed the wording or whatever and re-updated like their imagery or whatever on their listing. I was like, whatever, you know, and then people have asked, oh, well, can you copyright that? And da, da, da. I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> like, I mean, I know. anything I create and post, like, you know, is kind of like date stamped and I can like say it's, it's technically if you look at copywriting laws and stuff, it's already copyrighted. I just don't have the time, effort or money to like go take that extra step to like really like patent it or like turn it into this big thing. And it's just, again, even if I did that, there'd probably still be copycats out there somewhere. Well, yeah, yeah. And in the end, I know it's a lot of energy. And I think like, I'm just a fan of like, and not to say I'm not saying it's okay to copy. I think that's cer certain specific, like an artist, if it's like a painting or something like, obviously you can't copy that or like something very specific. Whereas what you're making, like people, like that's what I'm assuming. People can just alter a little bit and then it's no longer, even though it's basically yours, but not. Really in the end, it's like, I think people that copy in my you know, opinion, they're always one step behind you anyway. The fact that you're so, you obviously are so creative when it comes to this and you're so talented that it's like, you know, you're always going to keep coming up with new things. And you know what I mean? So like there, it's not... Whereas somebody who doesn't have that creative mind and they're just looking around them to get inspiration and not by their own inspiration, then there always be, again, one step behind and looking to make, you know, something that someone else made. I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, especially if it's only like one off, like me, like I said, if maybe the customer went to them and was like, oh, I saw this. Like, I mean, I've seen my chain display from a couple of different, in a couple of different places that, again, I didn't create it, but it's an identical like copycat they made exactly the same like art shape with a logo with text in a certain place I mean everything is like identical for me it's like what am I gonna do about it and I mean unless they're like out there like reselling it exactly the same and stuff like that you know there's only so much I can do and not only so much I can say like Hey, you're not make that again. Thanks. <laughs> like I know. In the end, it's like you want you want to stand up for your company and your your business. And you know, you don't want to be like, oh yeah, just go ahead and do it. It's fine. But at the same time, it's like you also just want to put your energy where it serves you, right? And so putting your energy into someone who's like trying to fight this copying or like focusing on that so much is just taking away from what you could create and like taking away from your business. That's how I see it. I think that's, again, in any industry, especially permanent jewelry, you know, I know a lot of people, one of my last pop-up well, craft shows that I went to, not only was it like out of the way, but I spent like 50 bucks to be in it and ended up finding out there was two other permanent jewelry people there. And I mean, in total, there was maybe like 30 vendors there. So, you know, like that's a lot of permanent jewelry people get this small turnout. And, you know, I think we were all pretty upset that, you know, there were three of us in the same industry doing it. 
again, we want to get upset. We want to get mad or we say, oh, you know, I see this person's copying my style or they're now they're making their own, you know, beaded connectors or whatever. And it's like people get inspired and they're like, oh, that's pretty. And I want to offer it too. And it's just like, it's so hard, but it really is just like a waste of time to like dwell on it. It is in everything you do. Like if you want to get that customer over the, your competition, do something different. <laughs> like you said, be a step ahead or be more intentional in your branding or your marketing efforts or whatever. You just have to make yourself that much different or do something so that you can show your ideal customer that you're the one they want to go to, not the other person. I hear you. I'm all for it. I, I actually really, again, that's another conversation we could have for another hour because the whole competition and copying like, and just putting that in perspective, you know, and you are the only you, you know what I mean? So you can only create what you have in your head. And, you know, it's like, that's what's, I guess, to focus on. And like you said, keep getting better because I think that with my boutique, I was in a merchant market and still am. So I'm, I'm in business. I'm with a bunch of businesses. And so it's like, that was always such a thing. Like people are like, oh, she's doing this and she's copying me there. And like, and it, I did get like wrapped up in it the first couple of years. I've been doing it for like nine years now, but it's like, then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm not even gonna look at them anymore. I'm just going to focus on myself and focus on what, what I want to do. What can I do to be creative? It actually enforced me to be more creative. You know what I mean? Being around those businesses because we were all just evolving all the time. So it's like, okay, it makes me want to be better, you know? And that's a good way to look at it rather than, because you can't look at it the other way. You can keep dwelling on what they're doing. And even if you feel like they're copying, dwelling on that, but what's that going to do for me and my business? And in the end, we're doing this to serve other people. So it's like, kind of like you forget that. You get kind of caught up in all this drama and it's like, really, um, what am I doing this for? You know what I mean? You kind of have to come back to your why and your intention behind your business and be like, I'm doing this to offer solutions for permanent jewelry to have this, you know? So me focusing on this person isn't doing that. Yeah. I mean, and like you just said, and I mean, exactly right that like, you know, we all get inspired. And I think my mindset is definitely like, if I see something and the opposite of, I guess, what that copycat is, instead of doing exactly what they did, I'm like, how can I make it better? <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Sure. I can alter something and change the font, whatever, you know. But again, most of the time I'm like, how can I make this better? Or especially even when I'm coming up with my displays, I'm like, okay, people are using this for their charms or this for their whatever. Like that's how I'm coming up with my ideas is I'm saying, okay, what are they already using? And how can I either make it better, more functional or you know, easier to transport or whatever, you know, whatever, you know, I just am always looking to, I don't know, just make something that is either unique or again, just kind of get that step up over the competition. That's how you have to think and dwell on it. You just have to think, okay, what can I do different? What can I do better? Yes. And I think people like get us, you know, if they follow you enough, they get a sense of that. Like they know that you're, I don't want to say the real deal, but you know what I mean? Like you are, <laughs> you like, you are an artist, you're evolving. Like, I just think, you know, people, and even from an Instagram, or even if you show up in your stories and, you know, they get a feel for who you are. You know what I mean? And a lot of businesses, especially like this type of business, I think, especially in-person permanent jewelry, I'll say this all day long, but it's like, not only is it your colors and like what you offer and like, you know, whether it's, you know, but it's you, you know, it's your, it's your vibe. Like people, it's the like, no one trust factor, you know what I mean? And if people like you, they want to purchase from you because it feels like, you know, it's kind of cool to know the person behind making what you've made and, you know, 
and the fact that we like you, right? So it's like, okay, I like that, you know? Like versus someone who's like, oh, like that gives you the ickies. You're like, why do I, you don't want to purchase from them, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think I've been kind of lucky where I've been pretty like faceless <laughs> on my account. I don't show my face a lot or like, yeah, do, like videos or like, you know, selfies or anything. I mean, that's kind of been intentional, but I don't really like doing a lot of like personal stuff. I mean, for my business, I don't really need to, I guess. I mean, there's plenty of sign makers out there that they're doing a lot of like more behind the scenes, like actually videoing them, like making the signs and this and that. And again, yeah, maybe I could sell more signs or I could do things differently, be more like what they're doing on their social media whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, in different industries, I mean, especially with like permanent jewelry or whatever, sometimes, yeah, showing off your face and showing off your personality really is a big selling point like that. Like you said, it makes people know who you are and trust you more because they see you. And like I said, I try to sprinkle some personal stuff in there here and there when they can. I mean, actually, most time it's just I'm so busy that I'm like, I forget to do video or take and stuff like that. But most of the time I'm wearing PJs, no makeup, and I'm down in my basement. And I'm like, I really don't want to show a picture. Of this. <laughs> no, I hear you. And honestly, again, like there's no, I think that's what's the beauty of it. Like being a business owner, you can do business how you want. There's no, I know there's all these shoulds like you hear from social, like, you know, with what to post and whatever. But in the end, like what you offer with your signs does like your signs in general show a personality. Like there's definitely a personality to your brand, even if it doesn't show your face. But I have to say, if you did do a personal post where you talked about yourself, it probably would get the most engagement that you've had. You know, what? I'm, I'm telling you, I would like you to like try it because I think that people, especially with the following you have and like where you are in your business, people do want to know who's behind that business. Like I totally, and that's why I think people will enjoy meeting you at the expo because, and hopefully listening to this too, to get to know you more, because it's like, I, I don't know about you, but when I go to a website, if it's like a small business and it's, a, I go right up to the about section. Like I always kind of want to know about the person. And the, I don't know if that's me, but I feel like I'm not the only one, you know? I do. I do have a cute little about page or whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's there. And I mean, probably when you actually post this podcast, I'll probably like post my picture or something with it. There so you go. Talk. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't think I've shown my face really in video or anything in a while. I've just been so focused on my business. Here you go. It's not something I know. I get it. And like even just feeling photo ready and, you know, in your PJs, like you said, but honestly, so many people can relate to that. I mean, I'm not fancy every day as any means it's like I can relate to that you know this is the uh, most that I've like put on makeup and done my hair in a while let's just say and <laughs> I, I'm special. not wearing anything cute I'm not in my pjs well kind of but not <laughs> so <laughs> I mean this is what you get for the most part yeah no I love it come as you are I think that's what people appreciate though like you know is like just because, and that's also, again, plugging permanent jewelry, but I think most of the women that I've, that get it, that's why it's nice. It's like, it's always on. Yeah. It's no nonsense, right? You can get yeah. up, you, when you can even wash your face because you're like a busy mom. Yeah. Then you're like in working and having your own business. You're like, oh, but I have jewelry on. This is perfect. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was one of the biggest reasons for me was to get into it or wanting to have it is because I literally throughout my 
entire existence since I've worn jewelry have pretty much worn the same stuff. Like I never take it off. Like unless I'm going to a fancy thing or special occasion, like I have the same earrings, the same necklaces, whatever. I just always keep it on. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm so glad I found permanent jewelry was I didn't really know about gold filled jewelry before this. I hated gold in general. I hated gold. I always wore um, white gold. And then I got really big into rose gold. Like rose gold has really been my thing. But then getting permanent jewelry, I've started wearing gold and actually have this sterling silver necklace I just bought from a local artisan who does jewelry, not permanent jewelry, just jewelry in general. But I've been wearing the same two necklaces for months now. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Neither of them are technically permanent. They both have a class, but this uh, Venetian like rectangle, whatever, actually was sent to me from Sherry of permanent jewelry training or flash infused. Oh, she was really kind enough because I had done some signage for her for the last expo. And I had posted this. I was like, oh my God, I love it. So she sent me one and it was, you know, it's custom size. So it's not like I can't change the size of it. Technically, it's still custom. Well, it was so good to chat with you. I am so excited to see you at the expo, see what you have to offer. I feel like there's so many amazing things in store for you this year. So I can't wait to be like, Honestly, it would be cool. I say this with most people I talk to because I feel like everyone's always evolving, like you said, and it's going to be interesting to talk to you even at the end of this year and like see what 2024 was and did. And I feel like I can just see you growing this huge empire of like, I am so scared. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good scared though. It's a good scared. It is. No, it is. I'm really like, I'm trying to take the most enjoy this downtime right now that I have. Yeah. Like I said, it gave me the opportunity to really push myself to get my website live, which I'm excited about to have all my stuff there. Obviously, that was just a huge step. It took a lot of time and effort and, you know, stuff that yeah. I didn't have this past summer to do. I just feel like this was, you know, like the right time to like kind of take that next step. I think the business as a whole is going to take big next step for this year. I mean, like I said, it's it's only year two. And it seems crazy to say that because I, yeah. I really didn't expect how, like how huge it kind of took off when it did. And like I said, well, when you say it's your slow time, didn't you say you have 75 like orders? Like, so what's your busy time? Like what, what's busy look like? I had over 200 orders at a time this past summer, like open orders, like constantly looking at like 200 orders that I had opened that needed to go out. And like, again, each of those takes two to three weeks to make and whatever. And I was like, literally crying some days. <laughs> so yeah, I think well, this year- I can see you, I can see you like outsourcing a little bit more in the future. I feel yeah. like you'd almost have to, right? So yeah. like creating more of a, and, and that comes with again, and anyone's going to learn this when they listen to this and they're in business. And depending on how, how the how big they go or how they expand their business or how small they want to keep it. Cause some people want to keep it small and that's uh, understandable, you know, but it's like creating systems and outsourcing. I have found is like, it's like a game changer. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you get to that point, because like you said, you just can't do it all. Yeah. And it'll lead to, yeah. Like, I have considered outsourcing some of the smaller things like the patches or chain tags and stuff like that. And you know, like anything it's, it's like that uh, letting go and yeah, no, I hear you. Like, and I, I know that is the hard part. Trust me. Cause I, I feel like I am a control freak. So, <laughs> 
But I'm like, when it comes to someone, like, could someone be like in studio with you though, like in that way, and just kind of de- like making the signs all like not saying outsource where it's like made outside of your yeah yeah, yeah. working with you. Like, is yeah. that ever thought? Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I think depending on how this spring summer goes, like after yeah. the expo and stuff, because I have a feeling that going to the expo, I'm obviously going to meet probably a lot of new people that don't even know yeah. who I am or know that I exist. No. Knock on wood, you know, I'm hopeful too, but I feel like I'm probably going to have an influx of orders to them. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know if that'll mean expanding out into like, you know, a shop again, or if that just means finding someone who's comfortable to come work in my basement. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's funny because like when you have an in-home thing, I've always been in-home too, and I've had many like random employees come to my home and like work outside my home. So I think I'm just so used to it. Like, cause I've never had something outside my home. So yeah. yeah, Or maybe I'll like finish some space in my garage and then it won't be so weird, but that's true. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many possibilities, you know, like that's, that's, what's cool. I mean, just to see where, where, what happens this year and yeah, where you go. Well, remind us where to find you then, like social in your website, all the things. Yeah. So everything is kind of tied under the same name um, is Timber and Tide Designs. So that's on Instagram. That's dot com, uh, Facebook, TikTok, like in all the places. But I'm the most consistent on Instagram. So that's going to be the best place to find my work or see like constantly be updated. I... The website is going to be the best best place to go to order stuff and where I'm going to be updating or adding new products. The Etsy will be there, but it's going to be like non, probably like permanent jewelry related. I don't intend on adding more stuff there. Anything new for especially permanent jewelry related is going to be on the website. And then people can always either DM me or email me, which is just hello at timberandtidedesigns.com. So real quick, because you mentioned TikTok, um, how is TikTok compared to Instagram for you? Again, I think for anyone, it's if you're intentional on it, it can be successful. You know, if you're consistent, all the things. Um, I really haven't been consistent. I haven't been on there even close to like enough of a percentage <laughs> like to really make an impact. I really think it depends on who you are. I haven't tried selling stuff really on there. Like they just started allowing people to sell on TikTok. Initially, when it first launched it, like a few months ago, I was going to. But again, I was so slammed. I was just like, I, I can't take an extra perk. Yeah, I think TikTok can be good. Uh, I think just like Instagram was to Facebook, like just even if you have to copy the same stuff and post it in a different place, you know, like you, you can easily download your reel from Instagram and post it right to TikTok or vice versa. But um Again, and I kind of go over this a little bit in that uh, social media guide that I created. Every platform is like a different audience. So depending on who you're really targeting is really where you should spend your time. If you're going for an older crowd, you know, now that's kind of Facebook. And if you're going for the millennial and stuff like that, we're on Instagram. And then like kind of like more you know, the younger crowd is on TikTok, I think. Um, yeah. And I think like what you just said, it's like, it's best to, again, like I feel focus on one rather than kind of spread yourself thin against all the others because there's so many places you can be now. And I think whatever focus on grows. So it makes sense. But um, yeah, I mean, thankfully, Facebook bought Instagrams. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's like, 
instantly whatever you post on Instagram can go right to Facebook. So that's nice. Yeah. I mean, obviously it takes a little extra time to download from Instagram, go to TikTok and stuff like that. Sure. But yeah, like you said, I wouldn't spread yourself too thin. And that's a good tip for anyone. Um, you don't need to be in all the places. Like focus on what is actually going to you know, help you grow or. Okay. Well, it was awesome chatting with you. Yeah, you too. Um, can't wait to see you in person. Like I said, okay, we'll be watching what you do this year. That's for sure. Thank you. I can't wait to uh, have this podcast come out and listen to it and be no. mortified, but. <laughs> no, like, no, I can't wait for people to get to know you better. That's um, for sure. Yeah. Same. No, I'm excited. Hopefully I, I can't wait to see where this podcast takes you. Thank you. All right. I will see you soon. Well, how do you feel? I hope you found value in today's episode and you walk away feeling inspired. I would love to hear from you. Let's link up. You can find me on Instagram at Goldie Link Society. You can find out more about our permanent jewelry membership at GoldieLinkSociety.com. Our handmade permanent jewelry supplies of connectors, chain, and more at GoldieLinkSupplies.com. Okay, I will see you next time. Have a golden day. <laughs>